0: Chesting. Chesting. Just- Just- <laughs> Why did we both say chesting?
1: Welcome to the first episode of Season Two. Today I'm bringing you guys what I know you really want, and that is another episode with my sister. The episode that I recorded with her last season was actually my most viewed
0: episode that I've had, which I didn't even know that it until was. like um, you just you just told me that yesterday.
1: Yeah, that one took top tier. With downloads
0: and streams that would have been some really great encouragement. Yeah, just like, <laughs> I thought you knew, I had no idea but <laughs> that could have gotten me through some really dark I could, days. Could have really <laughs> clung could, to that, I could have used that.
1: Um, but we, we actually wanted to record this episode last week, but we both had COVID at the same time. Um, literally within like what 24 hours of each other, we came down with COVID.
0: Yeah, I mean, actually, we were we had um. Well, we were together that we Thursday night. We were together, night. and, like, and we were both symptomatic, and then you went and got tested, and I was like, yeah. well, I know that I have it if yeah. you test positive, and so. Yeah, so that was
1: part two of COVID. We had the other one. I had it in July.
0: And I had it back in November. So
1: now we got this one, which yeah. I will say this one was different. Recovery from this one, or having this one was different. I just felt more drained. I felt. I just, I did not feel good at
0: all. No, this one, I will say like, you know, having the, the, like the original back in November of 2020, you know, in comparison to this one, this one came on a lot stronger and a lot quicker. Like I, I was sick pretty quickly. Yeah. It wasn't like a gradual decline. It was like within 24 hours, I felt terrible. Yeah. And so this one came on stronger, but I feel like. I felt better quicker, quicker yeah. than I did with the last one. Well, and
1: one. I, at first I thought, well, it's just because I'm pregnant. Like, I'm just taking this way harder because I'm pregnant. Yeah. But you weren't feeling great either, no, <laughs> so. No, I was not, so. Um, but I actually, now I am going on 23 weeks um, being pregnant, which I look 43 weeks. <laughs> that is not <laughs> true. That's not I'm true. Pregnant. I know you guys can't but see
0: her right now, but she looks
1: so I, adorable. I love it. I love having a belly and... He's really healthy, and he's doing great, and we're so, so thankful. Um, But Stefan and I were excited about the episode um, and the content that we're going to be sharing today. But before we jump into today's content, we wanted to have some fun. So the last time we recorded, we did rapid-fire questions, which ended up being way more fun than I think either one of us anticipated. Um, So this time around, I picked out two different segments that I thought would be fun. The first one is... Share a story that has aged well with your sister's personality. I'll start. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, when we did the rapid fires, I feel like we had to stop and start so many times because we couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, this is round one, guys, so this is the, the original time of us going through this, the first take, I so I wonder if
1: we're going to have to stop and I start. I don't know, but I just felt like, how annoying is it for people just to be like sitting and driving in their cars just listening to us laughing? Yeah, like, no, I get gotta it. That's got to be annoying. I get it. <laughs> um, so, okay, a story that has aged well with Stefan's personality. Um, Stefan will do anything for her kids. Well, you'll really do anything for anyone, which is what I love about <laughs> you most. Anything for anyone. You will drop anything to do to be whatever for someone, um, no matter how inconvenient it is for you. And uh, one time we were at scene 75, and Stefan was with her kids, and her kids really wanted her to slide down this massive inflatable slide. Oh, I mean gosh. huge, massive, and she 's not a heights person i'm terrified of heights, so um she decided, you know what my kids want me to do this i'm i 'm going to do this. She climbs up to the top and <laughs> they give you a potato sack, which you 're supposed to slide down in you 're supposed to slide down in the potato sack, and her legs went above her head, the potato sack slid off. The
0: potato sack didn't move. The potato <laughs> sack stayed at the top of the slide. <laughs> it didn't come down with you. It did not come down. It didn't make the trip. <laughs>
1: so, comes down the slide. I mean, you know what those slides sound like. Just like the, like all the way down. It's the, very this, screeching. It's a of screeching
0: slide. <laughs> and it stands up well, you were wearing leggings. I was wearing leggings, which was a mistake. Well, I wasn't planning on going down, you know, the big slide. What? How, well, why don't you? I that well, then? no, I went down. So I went down the slide. The potato sack didn't go with me, <laughs> you know. And I always thought that the potato sack was supposed to like enhance your speed. No, it's to no, protect it's re- you. No, it's real. Pro- I realize now it's for protection. I'm <laughs> creating a small fire. Okay. <laughs> I'm going down the slide, and I just feel this intense heat. (laughs) It's just this intense heat, and I was like, man, there's like a friction. (laughs) I'm like, that's why they give you the potato sack. The intense heat was followed by a lot of of air. A lot of cool air. A lot of cool air. Once you stood up. (laughs) Once I stood up, yeah. And I realized that the slide had burnt the entire... The entire butt out of my <laughs> leggings, like every, like it was gone. Like I, and we're not talking about like a small, like a small hole here. They were gone. They, it was shredded. Shredded. I went up in leggings and came down in chaps. That's my favorite. Okay.
1: Went up in leggings and came
0: down with chaps. And you have to understand that this was pre-COVID. So this place was packed. <laughs> there's tons of people, and they're waiting in line. And then there's people standing at the bottom, the workers, and everything, and my kids. You know what I mean? And I'm just looking up at the potato sack that didn't make the trip, <laughs> and the the chaps
1: that you I was re- now wearing. <laughs> you reach around to feel if there's like a hole on the butt of your. Oh, I didn't have to. I didn't have to reach just around.
0: Feel skinny. There was. I mean, like there was. N- there was nothing. There was fabric hanging. Oh my gosh! Wow. It was gone. But you did that for your kids. That's the moral of the story. You know what, I did that for my kids and Beckham came home and wrote in his journal about it for like for weeks. Like he wanted to remember it forever. Not because it was so sweet, but because it was so absolutely Hilarious and <laughs> and humiliating for me that no he one, was though? like he had to remember it's it. It's the
1: same concept. He'll never forget that. He will
0: never forget that. No.
1: Oh my gosh. But yeah, you'll you'll do anything for your kids or anyone else's kids. Really. Actually, I have a, several stories I could share, but oh for gosh. time's sake, we're gonna have to move on. Okay, your turn. Name a name a story that has aged well with your sister's personality.
0: Um, I would say a story that has aged well with your personality. Um, you have always been somebody that. No matter what the cost, no matter what it costs you, you um you are a rescuer. Like you will Sorry, do it. could you say that again? <gasps> that scared me to death. Sorry, I'm having trouble hearing you. I thought that was coming out of your mouth and you like all of a sudden. But st- do we know where it's actually coming from? I thought you started like Is it coming from my computer I or you my were phone? Like manifesting a demon. <laughs> no, like it's it's somebody is talking to us. It's from your computer. Oh, well, I have it on mute. Okay. Okay. Well, nevertheless, you have always been a rescuer. Like somebody who will go, you want to, you want to save people. And, um, I remember one time we were auditioning for American Idol. Now here's the thing is I forget that we did that. I do too. Well, it was I, so long ago. It was so long. I mean, decades ago, honestly. Yeah. Seems like, but not really. Um, but it was it was so long ago and I forget that we did that and I, you know, when I'm making fun of people who audition for American Idol, I forget that I'm one of those people. Yeah, you know. So and that was in it. Yeah, that was in it. So it's, yeah. However, there would be absolutely nothing
1: to make fun of you auditioning for American
0: Idol. Well, nevertheless, <laughs> I remember we had waited. We, so it's not, it's, it's, you get a small glimpse of what it's like on the show. Like when you're watching it, you get a small glimpse of what it's actually like. But you are there, you are waiting in line for hours and hours and hours. The process and hours. is unreal. It is grueling, to be honest. We were in an arena yeah. where we were waiting for hours. We were in an arena. We're waiting for hours to—just for our—for 10 seconds in front of judges that are not, like, the famous judges that you see now. Mm-hmm. They're, like—they're, like, probably four judges before you get to those people. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's it's Celeste's turn to audition. You go in groups of three. And so she had a group of three, two other people that she, she did not know them whatsoever. Well— Celeste, you know she gets up to sing, and um, she see si- Well, no, no, no. The girl next to you, she sang first, right? Did she sing first? Um, I think I know. Sang, you sang first, I sang and they her. said they wanted to hear you. They wanted again. to hear me sing so again. Just to hang tight. Yeah. They wanted you to sing another ad- another song yeah. and sing again, and just to hang tight. And then they moved on to the girl next to Celeste. Well, they wouldn't even let this girl get like two words. She didn't even get to finish a verse before they interrupted her, and they were like, next. You know, just so rude, just cut her right off, and it was like, no. And she wanted this. She wanted this. This was like, this was was her her dream. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so um, this girl is so emotional that she runs off crying. Yeah. Like hysterical. Well, nobody goes after her. Like, the judges, they're not concerned. They just keep looking at their papers and just keep, they just move on. Like, like it's no big deal. Well, Celeste can't handle it. (laughs) She doesn't even sing the second time. She's like, is she okay? Is anybody going to check on her? Celeste runs after this girl. Is she well, before I did that, I said, I said, are you happy? Are oh, you yeah. happy now? Oh, yeah, yeah. You let the judges have it a little bit. I forgot about that. <laughs> like, they were so mean to her. So yeah, mean. but just for no reason. Like, there was no reason for that. I was 16. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Anyway, anyway, you know, but I feel like that is something that is still in your personality and today you have not changed. And I feel like we honestly we really saw that even when you went to college because, you know, you had you had all intentions of going to college to study music because you were uh, you're very musically gifted. And, um, you know, the college that you went to has produced like some of the the greats. You know, when we think about, like, Christian music and in the worship world, you know, some of the people that we would consider, you know, the greats and that that are legends and they will go down in history, you know, whatever. But nevertheless, you know, we knew that you were going to a school that really had a great emphasis on music and producing that kind of talent. And so you were going to go to school, you were going to study music, and that was just going to be that. And then, you know, you felt like what you were supposed to do was lay music aside Mm -hmm. either for the time being or indefinitely. You didn't, you didn't really know, but you were supposed to lay music aside and you were supposed to, um, study how to minister and speak into the, the next generation. And so you studied youth, Mm -hmm. um, a, a much less glamorizing, um, you know, field of study for sure, or even life to live honestly. But I feel like we, you know, we saw that in American Idol. You didn't even sing second, the second time for the judges. I could have been, you could have been the American (laughs) Idol that that year, that year. Who knows? Uh, I guess we'll never know. But nevertheless, you know, we saw everything, anything that could have benefited you, you, you surrendered it and you laid it aside because you were chasing after somebody who needed help. And I feel like that is a, That is you two today. I've seen that play out in your life. Will all of that fit on my tombstone? (laughs) You know what? (laughs) I will have them write it very, very small.
1: And there'll be like a little magnifying
0: glass that's
1: right, like a little holder with the magnifying glass. Somebody's going to want to read that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Someone will read it. Someone will read it. Oh, man. Um, Okay. Uh, Second segment, last one. What
0: is the fattest thing you've ever done? The fattest thing i 've ever done, you said for time's sake, we had for to move t- on, okay, <laughs> like, I think for time's sake, we need to talk about the thinnest thing i've ever done, <laughs> okay, be a much shorter episode, be, yeah, we' be done, <laughs> Hi and goodbye oh, man. Uh, what is the fattest thing i've ever done i mean i I could there's a lot of things I could say here um, you know, I think it was it was my birthday i don't know how many years ago, and we um do you remember this? We went to, we went to go get mani pedis. There was a group of us girls that we were going to celebrate my birthday. The green. And we, yeah. We went to the yeah. green to go get mani- manicures and, or pedicures, and we were just getting pedicures, yeah. yeah. And like go out to eat. Well, I wasn't thinking before the pedicure, and I was getting dressed. I just wore like these skinny jeans, super fitted. Yeah. Like ultra fitted <laughs> skinny jeans. Okay. Super ultra. <laughs> adhere to the skin <laughs> do you remember this i do <laughs> <laughs> and we went and i like we got into the chair yeah. like to to get our to fill up you know and i'm trying to pull my jeans i wore leggings you so as you we're, were prepared we're sitting by each other i pull my you know pull this my. this was probably up. after the scene 75 thing so i probably quit wearing leggings <laughs> <laughs> for a while you were done i was terrified but I wore these jeans, and I could not pull them up over my calf. I
1: couldn't get it over your ankle. I couldn't get it over my ankle. I
0: mean,
1: she was looked like she was trying to pull a car from a rope. And I could just hear the chair. It was like I was in the strongman
0: competition. And you've got your... Poor nail lady waiting down she's there. She's waiting down there, and she's filling the she's filling the, the foot tub, you yeah. know, with water, and she's trying to help she's me. She's trying to help she's you. She's trying to help All me. All 70 pounds of her. Literally, 75 <laughs> pounds, and she's like, trying you know, jerking, off. trying to get these pants. Oh, I remember I looked over, and I was just like... Are you good? And I thought, you know what I thought? I thought I was like, we're gonna have to cut these pants. <laughs> we're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get those nail scissors, and we're gonna have to cut these pants off, like immediately of to the extreme. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Give me. Could you hand me some lotion so I can try to? I needed the cuticle oil. I don't know why they weren't thinking. Uh, you have any Pam spray in, in the back? back? <laughs> but so then, then you leaned over to me in the midst of all this happening, and you said, <laughs> Celeste.
0: Mind you, I'm with a bunch of my friends, okay? Nobody knows this is not Nobody knows this is happening. This is happening. <laughs> he leans over to me.
1: <laughs> very embarrassing. And she said words that I never thought would be coming out of her mouth at this moment. She said, Celeste, trade pants with me. <laughs>
0: Because I knew, like, Celeste had tinier legs than me. I knew that it was going to be no problem, especially now that I had stretched them out a little bit, like, getting them over her leg. I leaned back over to you, and I said, what did you just say?
1: You said, trade pants with me. So, being the sister that I am, we both get up, walk into the bathroom together. I'm... Drenched in
0: sweat. The, well, the jeans had gotten very wet from, like, the water. From I don't the know wa- what. Well, the, the bottom of the jeans, the bo- because yeah. they couldn't get it past my ankle. <laughs> so they were they had gotten wet from, you know, the foot bath. So we come out of the
1: bathroom. Stefan's wearing my leggings. I'm wearing her jeans. They were soaking wet at the bottom.
0: We go, we sit back in our chair, and I'm freezing to death <laughs> the whole time. And Well, anyway, the... You know, it turned out good. We both ended up getting our pedicures, and you know, but that's definitely it was not like a like a high point in <laughs> my life.
1: It wasn't very relaxing. Yeah.
0: So anyway, that's probably oh, yeah.
1: Well, mine is I have a lot, but mine is really simple. I just I basically pretended I'd ordered my food, and then I pretended to order someone else's food, like read the, reading off my phone something that they would want when it was all of my order. <laughs> Everything was mine. <laughs> uh, she wants a, okay, she wants to upgrade. <laughs> but you know what? She wants, that, she wants that on the side. <laughs> Extra mayo on the side. Thank you. Oh my gosh, yeah. But I, I've i done that before. Um, okay, let's just, let's jump right into today's episode from that. Um, so today we really want to talk about what it really looks like to empower women, what it truly looks like to empower women, some things that we could be doing more of, um, and what it doesn't look like to empower women. And let me just say right from the beginning that I am so for women. I am so for women in leadership Mm -hmm. roles. Um, I am so for women having a, a platform and a voice. So I am very pro that. I'm very pro um, giving women the opportunity to, to speak, to lead, to preach, whatever that looks like. However, I, um, I don't believe that the feminist movement is doing a great job at empowering women because their whole slogan is supposed to be all-inclusive when in reality it's very exclusive. The feminist movement Is we support women who think the way that we think, believe the way that we believe, who voted for the same person that we voted for. That is what the feminist movement is. That's what they progress towards is people who are just like them. So it's not all inclusive of of all women. No, it's very selective. (laughs) It's very selective of women. And again, I believe in equality. I believe that men and women are equal. Just point blank. Men and women are equal Um, equal in value, but purposefully different. And, um, I don't believe that, I mean, like Brent and I, we make decisions together. Sometimes Brent makes the decision. Sometimes I make the decision. Sometimes we come to it together. Um, but there's not one that has dominance over the other. And so I do believe in equality. Let me just say this, this whole episode, it is about female empowerment and empowering women. And what that actually looks like,
0: you know, I believe that one of the illusions of empowerment is that um, that promiscuity equals freedom, right? You know, or um, like the more of the like the more of your body that you can show off, like the more free you are, or and the, the, the more, more feminine you are, or the more feminine you are, yeah. or the more confident you are. And really, the the truth of that is is that. That None of that is true. It's actually saying, like, that's the more exposed you are and the more vulnerable right. you are, you know— and what it does is it, it creates the mindset for women that says, you know, use your body to get what you want. Yeah. Use your body to get the attention and the exposure that you want. And you're you're not going to get ahead unless, unless you can, unless you are willing to do that. Right. Join you know? us. Be a part of this. Right. Yeah. And they're saying, like, you know. They're saying, like, even in, like, the workplace and stuff like that, that, you know, that is a very, like, ancient thought process. That's a very old thought process that women would have to, you know, use their bodies or anything that nature to kind of get right. their from to the Right, it's very sexist. It's very it's, sexist. Yeah. And that doesn't—that's, you know, why would we ever—it's the same thing. But they're— that's why they're moving backwards. Is, the feminist movement backwards. is moving backwards in same, this concept. It's of, the same exact thing. Yeah. It's saying like if you're not willing to, um, you're or no, not even if you're not willing. They're saying like you're not confident if you're not willing to, you know, expose yourself or to do X Y Z, um, and and really that is just that's such a lie and that doesn't empower anyone that takes us backwards it takes us backwards, and it's yeah. the same mentality it's just an illusion it's just under a different it's false pretense yeah. you know
1: or to say hey this is what confidence looks like you know even if just like post posting a picture even that is very provocative this is confidence this is me being my best self well that takes away from the fact that, like, what about women who don't want to do that? You yeah. know, it's it's looking at them and saying, well, like, well, are you insecure? What's wrong with you? You want to, you don't want to show up, you know, is there something wrong with you as a woman? Do you not feel confident enough to do that? That, you know, like, that's a problem. Instead of it being, it's not inclusive of all women.
0: Well, and that's the thing, too, is it's not, like, it's only celebrated if... If you go that one way, right? It's not celebrated. If you are somebody who doesn't do that, they, you know, body positivity or whatever, you know, Sorry, um, could you say that again? It's your watch. Sorry. I couldn't hear what you said. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm, I don't know what to do with it, but we have to burn it, put it away. (laughs) But you know, they're saying like that body positivity is only if you are, if you're doing it a certain way. And you can't be like super body positive and confident just being modest and just being yourself. And you can't be appreciated and valued and work your way to the top because of what you have to offer and what you actually bring to the table and your intellect, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, for for your personality or for, you know, for who you are with without having to be provocative or promiscuous.
1: Yeah. And. One thing that I want to talk about is, you know, the feminist movement claiming to be inclusive of all people, right? So they're saying anybody can be a woman. Anybody can, like, if you're not a woman, you want to be a part of this movement, feel empowered. So like they're changing things that are very specific gifts to women, like um, giving birth or breastfeeding, you know, they're changing the term to, um, birthing person. Okay. A birthing person is a female. It is a woman, um, to chest feeding instead of breastfeeding. Okay. A man cannot breastfeed. That is something that is, is exclusive to a
0: woman. It is very, it's a, it's very unique. It's very unique. And it's very special. And rather than celebrate like How uniquely miraculous it is that a woman woman, to to, be a woman and to be the one that gives birth, or to be the one that can, you know, bring nourishment to your child. It's saying it's take it's trying to take the special away from it, you know, and saying no, there's nothing special about that. Anyone can do it. So again, it's the moving backwards. It's moving backwards. It's not
1: celebrating women for for women.
0: Yeah. And am I empowering you if if you have if you have something that is uniquely yours or that is, you know, like a gift or or anything whatever it is and then and, to say it's for everyone. And then just say, "Oh, but you know what? Anybody could do that." Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's not empowerment. That's not encouraging. That's not uplifting. That's belittling. Yeah. Ways that we could
1: really be fighting for women. Um And actually fighting for women's rights is to fight for the women who are actually oppressed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, In
1: 2015, a young Palestinian man told ABC that he smashed his sister's head against the wall until he killed her. He explains that this wasn't murder. It's called an honor killing. Um, And he did this simply because his sister had sex with a man. So neither one of them were married. Um, but just chose to have sex with a man that was not selected for her, that she was not married to. And the police and everyone agreed that this was an honor killing. This was something that he had to do to honor his family. Well, a couple of weeks after that, um, there was another Palestinian woman who was held down by her husband while her nose and her ears were cut off simply because she was trying to escape the abuse of what was happening with his family and the abuse of what was happening with him. Okay. That is oppression. That is abuse. And then you have people like our American soldiers who are literally rescuing women out of situations like that and barging into those situations and, and taking women and rescuing them. And to me, that is fighting for the rights of women. I mean, you've got soldiers who are literally being handed young female babies in other countries to take back to the U.S. here, the most land of the free (laughs) that we have, so that they can have a chance at life because where they're at, they have no chance at life. So when I think of that, I'm thinking like, who is fighting and advocating more in that situation for women's rights? Is it the soldier who's literally rescuing women out of that situation, sleeping on dirt floors? fighting for our country for all people or is it the 19 year old marching around downtown with on her head whether or not that was the intention of the original feminist movement that is what it has become a bunch of people who look ridiculous downtown who are oblivious to things that are happening to other women that in other countries that is actual abuse
0: yeah that is actual oppression you know time magazine did um they did a whole series on that, a whole piece on the oppression of women in the Middle East. And I'll be honest with you. I feel like that people, it kind of, I don't want to say it got dismissed because I definitely know that there were people who, pay atten- who paid attention to it and it, it resonated with so many. But I feel like it didn't get the attention that it needed because it was difficult mm-hmm. for people to stomach. Yeah, They couldn't handle it. You know, and it's safer and it's easier to not think about those things that are actually going on as long as they're not happening to you.
1: I mean, look at countries like the Middle East, Asia, Africa. These are places that are still currently practicing female (laughs) mutilation. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it's essentially just where they cut out the of Female babies or toddlers because they believe it will help keep them faithful to their husbands as they get older, and that's currently happening, it's just not typically happening here in the U.S. You know, like where's the march for those girls? Where's the advocacy for those girls?
0: The bottom line is, is no one really is exempt in the fact that, like, no country is really exempt. I mean, we've got you know, trafficking, sex trafficking happening here in Ohio, Toledo is a hot spot. I mean, even at you know we've got the crossroads of America, right, right down here, you know, in the 70, 75 interchange. And it's just like a heavy, heavy area for trafficking. And that's happening in our own backyard, you know, so it's very, it might be easy to turn a blind eye towards it because you feel like it's only happening in like lands that are far, far away from here, but it's not. Yeah. Like it might be different, it might look different, but there is true oppression, true um, you know, just absolute evil that is yeah. happening like literally in our own right in our own state, yeah. in our own city.
1: Yeah, and we're upset and marching around because um somebody tried to mansplain something to us. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> like, first of all, let me just... Did you s- say mansplain? Mansplain. 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 Oh, I thought you were saying, like, a man's spleen, no. like, his actual and body And let me just say, spleen. like, are there men <laughs> who are like that? Absolutely, there are. And if you, like, if you're a man and you believe that men are better than women and men should be higher up in leadership than women and that men are smarter than women, like, you are just an absolute idiot, like, you have somebody who sews your own clothes, who sews the clothes that you wear. You don't have a TV. You, you know, you grow your food. You are just so disconnected from the reality that is that is our current world that I'm just like, I, I can't even pay any attention to that, you know, to to a man like that who would think that way or have that type of concept. Like, we're not the problem. That's the problem, you know?
0: Yeah, and I can understand, you know, why people would feel like that is— that is oppressing because it is, that is oppressive a hundred percent. If that's ever happened to me because it has,
1: I I call it out on the spot. Yeah. I'm like, no, thank you. That's condescending. Yeah. I understand. Like that's the way that you're speaking to me right now is very condescending.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. I feel like that something that needs to be very valued and appreciated. And I'll be honest. I do feel like it's an area that we've made strides in is, you know, honestly valuing, um, valuing men and masculinity and valuing women and femininity and not trying to make women masculine and not trying to make men feminine, but really valuing each individual and how they were uniquely designed and how they were created. And I think when we honor that and we value that, we're going to get so much farther.
1: Yeah. Something else that I want to say is like, I will not stand on the attack of men Right now in our culture, how we will punish all men for the sins of some men. Are there men who do absolutely horrible things to women? Yes. Do they need to be punished? Yes. Will their eternal punishment be more than probably what they could get here on earth? I would guess so. However, I think that this punishment on men in our society, the attack on men. I will not stand for it. I think it's bizarre. I think it's ridiculous. And in the same breath, we're saying, Hey, rise up, be a better man, be a better husband, be a better father. We're also saying you suck. You're awful. You're terrible. You're a low life. Yeah. Like that is extremely number one, contradicting, it's also kind of abusive. Very to very. say both of those things in the same breath, and to punish men but also expect them to rise up and be the best possible man that they can. I won't stand for it. It Doesn't make any sense, um, and it's and it's ridiculous. So let's talk about honor for a minute, um, because you were saying some things earlier, Stefan, that I thought were, um, I thought were really good about honor and just the way that um, you're raising your boys and the way that you know Brandon has shown them how to how to honor women how you can still see a woman as your equal but also uniquely honor her and how that goes both ways
0: yeah absolutely you know like even for for my boys like teaching them to open the door Like open the door for, for a woman, open the door. I mean, open the door for the elderly, just open the door for people, be kind, be somebody who notices others and, and prefers them in the sense that you're going to, you're going to be that person that opens the door, open the car door. You know, those are things that are lost and they might seem like you will have some people that say that's very oppressive. That's back in the whatever Mm -hmm. ancient times no, that's a really beautiful thing of honor. (laughs) It's like, no, (laughs) we're equal. Treat women like crap. (laughs) Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, like I want, I want my sons to know that, um, how to pursue someone, you know, and how, um, how to be a gentleman. That's, that's
1: awesome. And that's special. Well, um, the last thing I want to talk about is just what, what the church is doing, um, to empower women and what the church um, maybe could be doing a little bit more of, I think you know, which I was telling you this yesterday, when I see a when I see a church staff that is only all men, it is a bit of a red flag to me because whether or not the intention is this or not, it does come across like hey we don't we don't have a value on female leadership, um, but we know that the church has come a long way when it comes to that. Um, I also believe that every single church needs female leadership in it.
0: Oh, 100%.
1: And so um, I think that the church always should create opportunities for women to be promoted in leadership and to be promoted to
0: a platform. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that needs to be represented everywhere but especially in the church, because I feel like the church is the last place that should be playing catch up, but they should be the place that is pioneering, you know, and modeling what it looks like, that biblical definition of a man and a woman and that woman being that Azer Canendo, I guess. I uh, <laughs> you know. I mean, like, I feel like I like you should try to say it. It, yeah, it just so kind of uh, yeah. can't even do it. Nevertheless, <laughs>
1: but like that, you know. I think we need to truly empower women to do and to be whatever it is that they personally want to be. Yeah. The woman who maybe wants to stay it just wants to be a wife and just wants to be a mom. The feminist movement would say that there is something wrong with that. Like if you just want to go with nature and you just want to, you want to be a mom, you want to be a wife. Um, the feminist movement would say that there's something that's so not ambitious about that. You can do more than that. You can be more than that. When in reality, empowering of all women is to say, Hey, if that's what you want to do, and that's what you feel called to do in this life, then you should absolutely feel empowered to do that. If you want to be a working mom. And you want to go to work and have a family and be a mom, then you should feel empowered to do that. But there is nothing wrong with wanting to be a wife and wanting to be a mom. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that, if that's what you feel called to. And I think you said something the other day about how there is still equality of that. And we we need to be better about, like, if a woman needs to go to work and the kid is sick, then the husband should be able to stay home with the kids. That's equality. Yeah. Yeah. That's equality. Being able to recognize that that's okay for the, for the husband to rise up and be a good dad and to stay home with the kid while the mom goes to work. It's okay for a woman to make more than a man in the household and to be the breadwinner. All of that is equality and, and it's okay. Um, but what were you saying yesterday about that?
0: Well, I was just saying, you know, I just feel like even in our culture, we just need to do, we need to do better about even providing space for that, you know, like space for if, you know, I guess, obviously if it's excessive, then that needs to be dealt with on an individual basis. But you know, it's so stressful. It's so stressful when you have a child that's sick and you feel like you can't miss any more work To stay home with them or your husband can't, you know what I mean? And so I just feel like even as a culture, just really, um, banding together to, to help one another out in those areas so that women don't feel like they're constantly having to choose Mm -hmm. between, you know, am I going to be a good employee today or am I going to be a good mom? Well, you can be good both. You can be excellent in both areas. You know, you really can be. Um, you know, and I think that's honestly even something that, that we need to deal with on an individual basis. Like as a woman, you know, I know that there were times when I felt like I was giving the best of me to work Mm -hmm. and then I would come home and my family would get the leftovers, Mm -hmm. you know? And I, so I had to figure out for myself, like what, how, how was I going to fix that? You know, because I was passionate about my career But I'm also passionate about my family. Yeah. You know? And so having the space, and I feel like a way that we can fix that is women mentoring other women. Yeah. Women who have done it before, who are doing it now. Who have been there. Who have been there. Who are there. Who want to be there. Like being someone to talk to, sharing what that's like, sharing those frustrations, sharing you know... How they, how they worked it out in their home or how they dealt with it when they were going through it, how they're dealing with it now, you know, and just really being someone that we need to have a, a voice that is representing, um, representing that yeah, for, for women everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what I love
1: about this conversation that we're having and what I hope everyone who's listening can hear is that. Um, we are so for women and we aren't we aren't stuck in one direction. So we're not um, on the side of, oh, the woman, if if you're a woman, you need to stay home and and you need to be a mom and you, and you need to be a wife or you don't have value if you're not married or you don't have value if you don't have children or you can't have children. Right. But we're also not on the side of, hey, you know, you have to do other things other than be a wife and a mom in order to. Really make it in this world in order to have value. So we are not extreme in one way or another. No. What we're really passionate about is all women being empowered,
0: all to be who they want to be, to be who to you want to be. They feel like they're they're called to be to live out their purpose.
1: Yes, you know, no to, matter what you believe, no matter
0: who you voted for, it, to not be yeah, to not be <laughs> exclusive, but literally be inclusive, and and lift one another up. Because at the end of the day we we all like we need each other, you know, and um, and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that at all, and you know I'd be honest with you like i have I have friends that are just literally killing it they're, they're stay at home moms, you know, but they are they're running Bible studies out of their homes, you know, Mm -hmm. not they're running Bible studies for other women. Like they're leading Bible studies for other women. Um, but they're also leading Bible studies for, for public school kids, you know, like opening up their homes and bringing public school kids into their house and being, you know, a safe place, you know, for, for those. So there's just so much purpose to be had, and if you feel like God has called you to a specific something, then you don't have to you don't have to make something else suffer in order for that thing to thrive right so i
1: and this is this is what I want to end with. I am so excited about some of the things that you are going to be doing um to really live out what you're talking about right now, so um Stefan has some really exciting things that are coming up. And I don't I don't want to share beyond what you want to share as far as what's coming. So um, all I know is I'm so excited about it. I know it's going to change lives. I know it's going to be impactful. So do you want to share, give a little bit of some nuggets here as far as what you're going to be releasing, what's coming up in the next two months?
0: Yeah, I feel like... Um For years and years now, I have I have felt this tug on my heart to to really empower um, to empower women, um, multicultural, multigenerational, just really bridge the gap there, Mm -hmm. you know, especially for women mentoring other women, um, even, you know, like I was saying. I need to know—I need to hear from other women, and I need to know that there was, like, a season in their life where it was nothing but laundry. Yeah. You know? And, like, I just feel like we need to hear from one another. We need to empower one another. We need to, you know, raise one another up. And I—so and I I have— um, always had it on my heart to do women's ministry and not really know what that was going to look like. I still don't fully know what it's going to look like. I just know that this is the season that I'm supposed to kind of step out and begin to do that. So without giving too much away, um, of what is to come, I, um, tell us everything. (laughs) Yeah. In March, just know that in March there is, there is something exciting. I'm I'm embarking on a new adventure. Come on. Yes. Embarking on a new adventure. Um, and I'm really excited about it and it's going to be, um, it's going to be for women and it's going to be for all women, for all women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For all women. And I'm really looking forward to it and I'm really looking forward to how it unfolds and what it becomes and how it watching it take shape and, and that kind of thing. um, and then aside from that, uh, not related to women's ministry, I am actually dropping my first single coming up on yes. Valentine's Day. I cannot wait for you guys February to hear it. February 14th, the day of love. I'm going to drop a love song. Is this called an EP, right? Well, this is just a single. Okay. I don't know one What's song. the song. Yeah. An EP. I think is more than one song.
1: Okay. See, I'm so disconnected from the world musically. I don't know anything. But what I do know is that this song is incredible. Um, I was actually telling Stefan I was listening to it the other day, and it, I was laughing out loud at parts that because they were just so ridiculously good. Um, it's good, good music that's being released, and it, it's just incredible. And I can't wait for you guys to hear. It's a song about love. It is. It's a song about. It's love. It's a
0: secular song. It is, and it's awesome but it's just you know um me and one of my friends that I write with we were talking about like we were reminiscing about what it was like when we fell in love with our spouses and all those feelings and how how amazing that is and uh, that's we wanted to celebrate that yeah on the day of love
1: yeah so stay tuned for some of the things that are going to be coming um from my sister if you don't follow her on instagram you absolutely should uh your instagram is just stefan stewart stefan stewart okay so yeah her instagram is just stefan stewart um follow her keep um stay updated and in the loop on some of the things that are going to be coming because they're going to be they're going to be awesome well i hope you learned something today i hope that today was encouraging for you and um stay tuned for episode two Thanks for listening today, and if you'd like to be notified when a new episode is released, you can subscribe to this podcast and follow me on Instagram at Celeste underscore Ely.